Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Right, uh, welcome to the show, World Soccer Radio, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you today. Uh, it is midweek, and we look forward to a massive slate of Premier League matches over the weekend. Some of the teams in the Premier League in some uh, Euro qualifying, including Tottenham in the, uh, what is it, the Conference Nations, uh, whatever that thing is. Uh, anyway, lots to get to today because we're going to follow through on some of the transfer rumors and discussions. Of course, the continuing fallout from the situation at Camp Nou with the departure of Lionel Messi and the dire, dire financial straits that Barcelona find them in, themselves in uh, are going to necessitate a change of approach. Could it be plus a change, plus c'est la même chose? at the Camp Nou as Barcelona returned their attention back to La Masia. Uh, we're going to talk about that because it is an interesting point given the uh, poor state of the academy system in the UK. Uh, let's talk about the differences in leagues, the problems that Barcelona have. Let's talk about the top paid footballers. Uh, we certainly have last year's information to go by. Uh, interesting stuff and of course we'll make a swing around the transfer market and talk about the situation at Manchester City and Tottenham with Harry Kane. Those are the topics on the table. Love to hear from you today. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. So be sure to make me a regular part of your week. If you miss any part of the show, don't worry. You can check it out as soon as it's finished just by subscribing to our podcast, the World Soccer Radio podcast, which you can get at our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, uh, or anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, whether that's Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio TuneIn. Um, I use the Spotify app myself, um, but you can also go to the Believe's podcast network, B-L-E-A-V, and subscribe there. And by the way, they have lots of other great soccer-related podcasts that you would not want to pass up. So go ahead and subscribe, and as soon as the show is over, it gets downloaded to your device. You know how this stuff works. So you can listen to me while you're in the loo or working out or driving or whatever it is you're doing. All right, I'm going to step aside, take a quick break, and be right back with more here on World Soccer Radio. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio. That song, of course, Elvis Costello, I Don't Want to Go to Chelsea. And I think that may be a refrain that most teams in the Premier League will be singing this year as Chelsea uh, continue or have continued to bolster what was already an extremely a good squad. Of course, the addition of Romelu Lukaku for $126 million, about $100 million, pounds, uh, you know, an impressive addition to a club that was already 
very strong. However, Tammy Abram uh, did move to Roma for 44 million. Uh, Tomori to AC Milan. Victor Moses moved to Spartak Moscow. Olivier Giroud uh, moved on to AC Milan. And uh, Mihi Batishwahi uh, moved to Besiktas uh, on loan. So they've, you know, trimmed the squad down. And I don't think this was as much money. Although, of course, you know, generating $82 million US for uh, the transfers was really important. But part of it is keeping salaries in check. And part of it is, of course, also uh, keeping a manageable squad trimmed down where players are going to get enough playing time. They're not just going to sit there and get pissed off. Uh, uh, you know, superfluous to the playing squad. Uh, we're going to get to the transfer market in, in order here. Um, after the first weekend of the Premier League, uh, you know, you look at the odds to win, plus 110 for Man City, uh, plus 350 for Chelsea, Liverpool plus 400, Man United plus 600, Tottenham plus 3,300, Leicester City plus 4,000, Arsenal plus 10,000, and that seems like a really good price on Arsenal. Uh, by the way, if you like to bet on sports, uh, and these were the futures for the Premier League, by the way, uh, if you like to bet on sports, there is no better place to bet on sports than with my good friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. They have everything you might want. And, of course, the NFL season, we're in preseason already. It's a, everyone loves to bet NFL football. But they've got baseball. They've got basketball, hockey. They've got snooker. They've got boxing. They've got MMA. Uh, they've got, you know, we had the Olympics. They had all the Olympic sports. Of course, they have all the soccer and all the soccer leagues from around the world. Uh, they've also got politics and they've got uh, reality shows. Great stuff. Futures, money lines, um, point spreads, total points, prop bets. You, you name it, they have it. BetOnline.ag. Right now, if you head over there, they'll give you a 50% bonus on your first deposit. You heard me right. A 50% bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. So uh, well worth heading over there. And I tell you, I have used a bet online um, uh, for actually a number of years. And I've never, ever had a problem. Money in, money out. E easy peasy. Never an issue. Betonline.ag. Uh, your online sportsbook experts. And this show, World Soccer Radio, is presented by betonline.ag. We're on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, then 9, then again at midnight Pacific um, on Sports Overnight America. So we're talking about some of the odds. Let's get back to that in a second because I wanted to sort of do a whip, uh, whip around the back pages and some of the transfer rumors, starting with the mirror, uh, where Man City are saying they are not interested in Cristiano Ronaldo. I know Juventus would like to unload him, but what City really want is Harry Kane. You know, this is a player in his sweet spot, 28. He's going to sign the, t the best contract he's going to sign is going to be as a 28-year-old. Daniel Levy doesn't want to lose Harry Kane, particularly after last week's performance. Look, they, they, they played Man City. Uh, Sonny was fantastic. The team was great. They beat him 1-0 without Harry Kane. Can you imagine with a Harry Kane that's happy on the squad what a cohesive Tottenham could potentially do? I mean, you know, we saw it last season. It was disappointing. But, you know, with the crowd back, with everything going on, um, and right now, if you <laughs> the futures on Tottenham, by the way, wow, that's all I can say. 
or plus 3,300. Now, I don't think they're going to win the Premier League, but that is a pretty insane Man City are going to stick to their guns. They are preparing a £150 million bid for Harry Kane. Harry Kane is pissed off that, in his opinion, Spurs owner Daniel Levy is not sticking to an arranged deal that they'd agreed to in advance where he would have had a transfer fee of £125 million to go to City. However... Kane has said, no matter what happens, don't worry. When he takes the pitch with Spurs, he will be the Harry Kane that Spurs fans uh, know and love. And, and listen, I, I have no doubt. Uh, Harry Kane is the least likely player to, you know, stick up his middle finger or fingers to the fans and not give 100% on the pitch for the club. The Sun reporting that Wolves in talks with Olympiacos about signing Portuguese defender Ruben Semedo. If you remember, this is the guy that was handed a five-year suspended prison term and was banned from going to Spain for eight years after he confessed to robbery, assault, kidnapping, and possession of a firearm. Come on, Wolves, seriously? I mean... Uh, you know, I, I can understand holding your nose, maybe because a player... Uh, you watch Ted Lasso, right? Uh, who doesn't? I mean, what a wonderful show. I mean, you know, uh, w w what's his name? Uh, um, what's the guy's name? The uh, the uh, arrogant player. Anyway, I'll remember his name in a minute. I mean, you know, Ted Lasso brings it back onto the team and sort of comes and holds his nostrils because, you know, the kid's obviously got a few issues and... But is a, a great talent. I mean, there's a difference between having a few issues and being an a-hole than there is from uh, Jamie Trout. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> there's a difference between being an a-hole, <clears throat> being a convicted felon for robbery, assault, kidnapping, possession of a firearm, <coughs> and being banned from visiting Spain. Are, are, are Wolves doing themselves a disservice doing the Premier League a disservice, I would like someone in the Premier League to say, uh, 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 no way. And besides which, you know, Wolves, one would hope, would at some point have aspirations to be playing in Europe, right? I mean, I, I know it may seem like a, you know, kind of a long shot. Especially, you know, losing their first match and a disappointing season last season. You know, there are various seasons where they were threatening to make a run into Europe. Why would you want to sign a player that couldn't go if you finally reached the promised land? Anyway, all right. Uh, the Athletic reporting that Arsenal have resumed talk with the Blades for Aaron Ramsdale, who's quality England goalkeeper, 23 years old. And um, the the Blades reduced their price from $35 million to 24 which means Arsenal are going to offer £23,999,999 because that's just the way they do it, and they won't get him. Apparently, this move being precipitated by Aaron Ramsdale um, himself, who was told the Blades that he wants to go. 
Uh, the Express reporting that Liverpool are hoping to sign Watford winger Ismailia Smart Saar. Excuse me, Ismaila Saar. And um, he's told the Hornets he wants to go there. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think another winger would be would be really good for Liverpool. By the way, we're just about out of time. We've got to go to break. <clears throat> We're going to really get into this when we come back after break. But let's talk about Spain. Let's talk about France. Let's talk about the ridiculousness that is PSG. All right, I'm Nick Gieber. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm going to take a break and be right back after this. Girls, fine wine. I lost my sense. I lost control. I lost my mind. Love that song, Agent Orange. Ah, oh, saw them so many times. That's Bloodstains. Great song from Agent Orange. Uh, classic California, LA, Orange County based punk rock from the early 80s. <clears throat> You're going to hear a lot of that here on the show. You're going to hear a lot of punk in general on the show because, uh, you know, that's the music. Of my generation. Welcome back. World Soccer Radio presented by betonline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. I'm with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. By the way, I want to wish all of my former comrades in arms in the 82nd Airborne Division um, safe passage, safe mission, safe return. Uh, they are the ones that have been securing the airfield uh, at in Kabul for the evacuation. So I wish them well. And speaking of the 82nd Airborne Division and our men and women in uniform, I would like to welcome all of them to the show that are listening on the American Forces Network. Uh, thanks for your service. Thanks for listening. Love you all. And uh, let's get on with it, shall we? Um, so we were talking about a little bit about some of the transfers, talking about Liverpool hoping to sign Ismail Assar from Watford. I think, you know, that would be a pretty interesting signing for Liverpool. The fans, of course, really not happy about the lack of sort of marquee signings. Which is interesting because, I mean, <laughs> the team that dominated the Premier League two years ago really hasn't changed. And last year, the injuries, uh, it was sort of a, a comedy of errors. And let, let me give you a story. I'm here. I live in Las Vegas, for those of you that don't know. And I have had a comedy of errors this last week. My uh, bathroom, which is adjoining to my bedroom, uh, sprung a leak and wrecked my hardwood floors. Uh, I have teak floors, extremely expensive, beautiful stuff. So my entire bedroom is pulled up because they had to come in and rip the floor up. And it's a mess. And, you know... They're drying it out, and the insurance company's coming. Meanwhile, I'm out without a bedroom. So I have to move into one of the guest rooms here. And then the same week, one of my two air conditioning systems blew out. And for those of you that don't know, it's been 110 degrees here in Las Vegas. 
So, <laughs> you know, it's a comedy of errors. So now I'm stuck in this little room, the other side of the house, because I can't be in my bedroom. And, you know, luckily this side of the house, the air conditioning does still work. Crazy stuff. So let's talk about comedy of errors. I mean, it's not that you lose Virgil van Dyke to a torn ACL. It's that you lose Joe Gomez as well. It's that you lose every player. Joel Matip, you lose Joel Matip to an injury. You lose Diogo Jota to an injury. I mean, all the key players. I mean, Jota was key because he gave Jurgen Klopp another attacking option. Obviously, Matip and Gomez and Van Dijk are your centre-backs and, and, you know, and uh, holding midfielders, and they're critically important. And given the style of play that Klopp plays, those guys are the sort of foundation of the team going forward, and, and you can't go forward or build on top of a foundation that doesn't exist. So if you remember, they brought in the, uh, was it the Greek kid or whatever it was, I forget his name, but, you know, a- anyway. All those players are now back. So in many respects, Liverpool supporters shouldn't be upset that Liverpool didn't sign a marquee signing. I thought you saw the the first match of the season, albeit against Norwich, uh, the three goals that were scored were all scored by the front three, with the exception of Sadio Mane, but of course he, he makes up the front four, because he was uh, because uh, if you remember, Firmino was subbed out for Diogo Jota, who then scored. So the signing they did make was Diogo uh, was pardon me was uh, Ibrahim Konate was another centre back because they felt with the injuries they needed coverage there. So will they sign the winger from Wolves or Watford? Excuse me. Uh, you know maybe. We'll have to see. By the way, uh, the strongest rumor right now is Christopher Ayer going from Celtic um, to Brentford. A uh, really good chance of that, as a 23-year-old centre-back. That's a hot rumor. Ampadu's you know, in the picture, as is Brian Gill. Lukaku, as we know, has actually moved already. So we've had some big transfers already. But none for Liverpool. Let's get back to the stories. Newcastle trying to sign uh, Ampadu. There we go. I talked about Ampadu, uh, who is on loan from Chelsea. Um, Arsenal, Tottenham, Palace, Villa, West Ham, all after Tammy Abraham, but he went to Roma, so they were all very disappointed. Uh, Look, the most ridiculous story uh, for me uh, comes out of France, and we're going to get into this in more detail in the next segment because I want to talk about Barcelona, Real Madrid, a great piece in World Soccer Talk um, about... Barcelona and their issues, their financial issues and their debt issues. Uh, we're going to touch on that. But then I, I, I want to segue that discussion into the ridiculousness that is Paris Saint-Germain. And by the way, if you want to know, I will tell you right now, on an odds basis, Paris Saint-Germain 
a minus twelve hundred to win league on Lyon, the next favorites, are plus sixteen hundred. So it's twenty eight hundred point swing between PSG and Lyon. Now that is a level of stupidity that I just don't understand. If you need any further demonstration of what a stupid league league on has become, that will do it for you. If you look at the Premier League, Man City are minus 110. Chelsea, oh, pardon me, plus 110. Chelsea, plus 350. Liverpool, plus 400. United, plus 600. And I will say this, after the first game of the season, look at the statement that Chelsea made. Look at the statement that Man United made. Look at the statement that Liverpool made. Leicester City winning as well. Everton winning. West Ham winning. By the way, there's a topic of another set of takeover rumors yet again. And Man City, the odds-on favorite to win, losing to Tottenham. The first match of the season. And not scoring. This despite, you know, they're ridiculous signings. So that is what I call a very competitive league. If you tell me that despite, you know, the signing $130 million, $100 million pounds for Jack Grealish, <laughs> you know, uh, and yeah, they're looking at Kane, and uh, uh, but, but despite that, they still lost. <clears throat> and they lost to a team without Harry Kane playing. That's called a competitive league. The days when Man United run away with the league year in and year out, even the days of Man City winning with big margins, those days are gone because Chelsea Football Club, Liverpool, United... really look like teams that are going to push City for the title. It, 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 you tell me, who is going to come close? Who's going to come anywhere near to PSG, to a, a Mbappe, Neymar, Messi th front three in a, in a league that isn't that fast to begin with? It's a joke. How the football authorities, whoever they may be, hello UEFA, allow that to happen. And then you hear, and this is being reported in L'Equipe, by the way, that PSG haven't ruled out moving for Paul Pogba from United and Eduardo Camavinga from Rong. And they have no intention of selling Mbappe, who supposedly is wanted by Real Madrid. But by the way, I don't think Real Madrid could afford him. How on earth does that work? I'm going to take you through some of the top paid players, the highest paid players in football. 
and this is uh, as of last year. We're going to do this when we come back. Let's discuss this in relation to La Liga, Ligue 1, UEFA. Let's look at some of these numbers, and then let's talk about the financial meltdown at Barcelona. Be right back after this. This World Soccer Radio, presented by BetOnline.ag. All right, welcome back again, the Stooges. No fun. And, uh, well, the fun is back because the uh, Premier League is back. European football, back. Fans are back. Everybody's excited. I'm excited. How great is it to see these last matches with a completely full stadium? I think it's awesome. Uh, It's been, you know, it's a totally different game, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it really is when when you see the stadiums full, when you hear the crowds singing, um, it is really a different, completely different feeling and and I think the players respond very differently obviously and um it's just it's just a far cry from what we saw last year look uh, Lionel Messi leaves from uh, by the way we are presented by betonline.ag your online sportsbook expert I'm Nick Eber with you each and every weeknight 6 p.m pacific 9 east and then again midnight pacific 3 a.m on the east coast on the sports byline broadcast network Sirius XM iHeartRadio tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app and the podcast available immediately on conclusion at the Believe Podcast Network, uh, Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, blah, 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 blah. You know the, you know the drill. Um, all the discussion about Lionel Messi moving to PSG. I mean, this is a guy coming out of Barcelona's academy, La Masia. Uh, been with the club, what, 16 years? So, I mean, he, he, uh, Messi's 34 years old, I want to say. Maybe, yeah, I think he's 34. I mean, that is little less than half his life. This guy has been, Barcelona has been his life for just about half of his life. He knew they were in financial difficulty. He knew his contract was coming up. He had no intention of going anywhere else. He wants to build the team. I don't know if you remember on this show even, uh, I believe towards the end of last season, we had a uh, another transfer roundup, so to speak, and we were talking about Lionel Messi. And, you know, he was kind of holding back on his contract negotiations with the club uh, because he wanted to uh, have more leverage in the contract negotiations. And at that point, much of the media was kind of pointing fingers, you know, greedy bastard, going to go for more money. In point of fact, that wasn't what Messi was all about at all. What he wanted to do was to negotiate a salary reduction for himself, but to ensure that the difference between what he was giving up was going to go to hiring in uh, new talent, particularly he, what he was looking at Erling Haaland, the young Dortmund star, 
that they can build Barcelona up for the future. So this whole thing was kind of in limbo. And then if you remember, over the summer, he went to play Copa America with Argentina, won his first major international title. And don't get me wrong, folks, Copa America is a difficult thing to win. And then comes back, and then they start to get into these contract negotiations. Well, then it comes out the Barcelona are $1.58 billion in debt. How do they get into debt? A, million, a billion dollars? Well, a billion and a half dollars? Well, clearly last season's COVID shutdown really affected the club financially, as it did all clubs in global football. But that in and of itself isn't the excuse. Because even at 50% of his salary, which is what Messi offered, he would be getting $85 million a year. Now, <clears throat> my math is, is, you know, not great. But, but I, I, I'm thinking that's about $1.3 million a week. $1.5 million a week. Let's do this. Let's take $85 million and divide it by 52. How's that? I'm doing this on my calculator here. There we go. $1.6 million a week. Week in, week out, 52 weeks a year. That's what Messi's getting. And that's with his salary cut. And if you remember, Jean Laporta came into Barcelona saying, I'm going to get the financial house in order. I'm going to re-sign Messi. You know, I'm going to set this, right this ship. But they couldn't get it done because the $1.5 million deficit debt that the club is holding was a result of, number one, bad transfers. Okay, and, and I'm just going to, look, we all talk about, oh my God, Romelu Lukaku, $100 million, and, uh, you know, uh, Harry Kane, $125 million is the offer, and Jack Grealish was $100 million, and blah, 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 blah. I'm just going to read some names here for you, okay? Usama de, uh, uh, Usmani Dembele from Borussia Dortmund, 105 million euros. By the time you add on the add-ons and the other fees, it's 125 million euros. This is a guy that has been in and out of the physio room, has done little or nothing on the field. Philippe Coutinho, 160 million euros. Again, came from, from Liverpool, had a bunch of injuries, wasn't really the right fit for the team. Samuel Mtiti, Andre Gomez, Antoine Griezmann. Griezmann cost them 120 million euros. Yeah, they sold Neymar for a lot to PSG, 222 million euros. But... <clears throat> 
that transfer debt to other clubs at the beginning of the year at Barcelona, 205 million euros. By the way, I want to thank Kyle Fansler at World Soccer Talk for doing this incredible research and writing a great article. Of course, we talked about the COVID pandemic. <clears throat> but here is the issue. First of all, player wages. Second of all, player wages. Third of all, player wages. Messi's contract was worth 500 million euros over a four-year span. Gerard Piquet had to take a 50% cut just to allow Barcelona's new signings to play. 280 million euros a year in salary. And then you say, okay, well, why couldn't Messi, you know, take less than 50%? And by the way, he would have done that. There, there are rules in La Liga to stop fraud on contracts that the most amount you can cut a contract down is 50%. So then my question is, this was, you know, why don't you invalidate the contract? Uh, look, I'm, no, I'm not a lawyer. Maybe Bob Caldwell would, to be, would be the great guy to get on. But look, the bottom line is, it is major, major problems. So Barcelona are now deciding they have got to scrub the plate clean. The era of Galaticos is done. They have to go back to that wonderful, wonderful group of players. And look, if you look at Man United in its sort of modern glory days, if you look at Barcelona in its modern glory days, they both are, and really Liverpool as well, back from back in the day, not, not the Klopp glory days. Arsenal as well. It's when these clubs develop their talent through their academy systems and put that product on the field. Players that grew up together, lived together, learned together, bonded together, and had the same allegiance that created those incredible dynasties that I'm afraid we won't see anymore. So Barcelona is saying, you know what, we've got to go back to growing our own players. I, I remember uh, oh, about uh, 15 years ago talking to the folks at Charlton Athletic who had sort of an academy system that was the sort of envy of, uh, in terms of structure of much of the footballing world. And I remember them telling me that the big clubs justify their academies by saying, if I have two academy players that make the first team, even if they're not starting, even if they're just named in the first team lineup and maybe sit on the bench or start, it pays for the academy, whole academy process. But unfortunately, the pressure to win now, today, this minute, uh, which is, you know, number one, financial pressure. Number two, pressure pushed on once you've got guys like Roman Abramovich coming into the league. And I'm not pointing fingers at Roman. Uh, he came into the league and he, he built Chelsea up from nothing because, I mean, obviously they were, you know, one step close to bankruptcy. But it's the infusion of massive money ownership into teams and the fact that teams are now able to go out. And this didn't just happen overnight. This hasn't just been the last 10 years or 20 years. It's been happening over 25 or 30 years. Teams that can go out and acquire the talent they need to buy to, to win today. The money for winning is so great that it's easy to forget about developing your own homegrown talent. And that is why we are in a situation that we are today. The Premier League is the anomaly. 
because the league has developed uh, uh, such a uh, reaction financially, popularity, uh, because of the way it's been marketed, it is a masterclass in business growth and development. It has reached the point where it doesn't no longer needs to do that. Teams in England, sure, the smaller teams want to build their academies, and they should and they will. But we're never going to get away from pay-to-play, ever. But the smaller leagues financially, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, I don't even want to talk about Ligue 1. They're going to have to get back to developing the homegrown talent because there isn't the media money in the marketplace to pay those types of salaries. Like the Cold War where Russia and the United States got into a spending war over weaponry and the U.S., you know, had the ability to far outspend the Soviets and their whole economy collapsed. So how is it in France you have a third-rate league with a team that's looking to get, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, <laughs> you know, Paul Pogba, add it to Neymar Messi and um, um, Mbappe. I mean, I could understand if that was in the Premier League, but, but in Ligue 1, there's only one reason you're putting that. That team should just stop playing in Ligue 1, and they should just uh, say, hey, we're only going to play the Champions League. But of course, they can't get in there unless they win, and they will win the French League by a canter every year with that lineup. It's a joke. It's a total joke. If I were Messi, I likely... Well, I think he wants another shot at the Champions League. But I would have said, you know what? I'm going to take an ownership in an MLS club. I'm going to look at what David Beckham did. And by the way, Beckham, to change the subject briefly, talking about how Inter Miami is a brand. That's a topic for another day. I've got to go to break. Be right back. Nick Eber, World Soccer Radio. Uh, welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Sports Pilot Broadcast Network, Series XM. Just a couple minutes left. Uh, I, I know I kind of got off track here uh, at the end with the David Beckham thing. That is certainly a great discussion to have another day. Don't forget Friday. Of course, I'll be on the air with you tomorrow as well. But Friday, my full Premier League preview. Uh, let's go through each and every match coming up this weekend in the Premier League. And I'll give you my picks and... Maybe a few betting odds, courtesy of our title sponsor, uh, betonline.ag. And we do have some interesting matches coming up in the Premier League this weekend. Uh, just to give you a little taste of what we have, Liverpool-Burnley at Anfield, uh, first match at Anfield. Uh, we have Leeds-Everton, which should be a really fun match at Ellen Road. The big match, of course, is the London derby. Arsenal-Chelsea. Now, it's not Arsenal-Tottenham, I get it, but that is a huge match where mid-table mediocrity Arsenal are going to face title contenders Chelsea at the Emirates. It's going to be 0-2, I think, for Mr. Mikel Arteta, who sadly is going to take the brunt of this from ownership when he really shouldn't. By the way, Spurs headed to Molyneux to play Wolves. I, th I predict they will win that. Uh, what a flying start that'll be for Spurs. And Man and West Ham Leicester City is another really fun match to watch. 
at the London Stadium on Monday. Um, Leicester got a really nice win. West Ham looking pretty good. Uh, for the, if you're asking, Man City are hosting Norwich at, at the Etihad. I mean, that would be a whopper of an upset, wouldn't it? But I certainly don't see that coming. So anyway, some really fun matches coming up this weekend. I'll go through all of them and give you my picks and tips and uh, some betting tips, as I said, courtesy of betonline.ag. Uh, that's just about going to wrap up the show for me today. I want to thank you for listening. Just a reminder, be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast. I want to thank my title sponsor, betonline.ag, and all the fine folks at the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM for allowing me to do this show. All right, folks, I'll speak to you tomorrow. Have a great night. Fairly's coming up on the left hand side. Headlight shining, driving rain on the window frame. Little young lady start a stitching and ride. And it's a two, four, six, eight, and it's too late. Me and my radio fucking on through the night. Three, five, seven, nine, on the what line. Put away some cover. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.